Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's word. And that's important for the growth of our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, but it also is important for helping us to keep our focus on a relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. Help people in your life make these, these, these changes in their life to, to get this focus in their life by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help somebody in your life grow in their faith, come closer to God, and get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them and for you. Make that commitment today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about ultimately the final day of judgment and eternity thereafter. We're talking about a lesson that our Lord laid out in a very special text of Scripture called the parable of the talents. And it's in Matthew chapter 25, and we read that entire account beginning with verse 14 and all the way down through verse 30. And in that particular parable, our Lord depicts a master or a Lord who is about to go off on a trip, and he calls three of his servants together, and to one he gives five talents, that is five sums of money, to another two, and to another one, each according to the individual's ability to deal with that, those sums of money. And so the master, the Lord, goes off. He's gone for a long time, and he comes back to settle accounts with his servants. The one with five talents, he brings him five more, so he gives him ten talents. He's used what had been entrusted to him productively. The same with the one with two talents. He, he, he gains two more. He gives four to his master. The one who had only received one talent, he was afraid that he would lose it, that it would mess up, that he would do a bad job of dealing with it, and so he dug a hole and hid it in the ground. When his master came back and called him to account, he gave him that one. He said, I knew you were a hard man. I was afraid. I was afraid I would lose it or mess up some way. But the master pronounced judgment upon the man who had used the five talents productively and gave him five more. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. The same with the man who had been entrusted with two talents and used them and produced two more. And so he gave four to his master. And again, the master pronounced the judgment upon the man. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. But the one who had received the one talent and did nothing with it, now he did not lose it, but he did not use it. He gave it back to his master, just the same single talent, sum of money. And his master pronounced him as being wicked and lazy. And the judgment that he brought upon him was cast the unprofitable, unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, of course, this is a story that Jesus used to get across the story from a real life kind of uh, imagery. But he's getting across a spiritual and eternal lesson. The master, the Lord in the, in the story, the parable, that's Jesus. The servants, that's you and me. And particularly, I think we're to understand 
those who would really claim to be his faithful followers, who would claim to be Christians. And what are the sums of money? Well, it's the abilities, the opportunities, the capabilities, the blessings with which God has blessed us. We're supposed to use those to God's glory. And so where has Jesus gone? He's back in heaven. But he's coming back, and there's the message. He's coming back, and he's going to call us to account, to give account for how we have lived in the body, in this physical life, whether good or bad. What kind of deeds have we done? 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. And each one of us, we need to be living in such a way that when we stand before our Lord on that judgment day, before his judgment seat, that we'll hear those same words that were pronounced by that master in that parable to the man who had received five talents and used them productively, the man who had received two talents and used those productively. We want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. We don't want to hear what that one talent man heard you wicked and lazy servant. And he was cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that is obviously a graphic description of hell. Eternal condemnation therein. Well, as we noted in our last time together, I believe that many people are uncertain as to just what God expects of them as believers. Now, first, they need to understand God expects them to become Christians, to be faithful followers, dedicated servants of Jesus Christ, God's Son and their Lord and Savior. But they believe they're sinners. They need some kind of forgiveness, but they're not sure just how to go about that, maybe. Now, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and verse 23. We all need forgiveness. And so, Ananias, a Christian man sent by our Lord to teach Saul of Tarsus the gospel, he said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. A whole lot of people say they believe in Jesus, and they believe they're saved, but they don't live a very faithful life. They're not very dedicated, and they've never really understood that they need to be baptized in order to be forgiven and saved. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11, verse 28. And, he, he, and, and people realize, I need to believe in Jesus, and I know that, that I've got to come to God through Jesus. Jesus said so in John 14 and verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And they, they understand probably many of them on a rather surface level basis that spiritual security is found only in Christ. Acts 2 and verse 21, Romans 8 and verse 1. But they're not quite sure. How do I put all this together? How do I, how do I become that faithful, dedicated follower of Christ? How do I really live that Christian life? And so when Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life, a whole lot of people who claim to be followers of Jesus, believers in Jesus, even call themselves Christians, they don't really understand what that living faithfully means day in and day out. What does God expect of me 
in order to live faithfully and serve him effectively. Well, let's go back to that parable of the talents. And let's look at each part of that pronouncement of the master, the Lord, when he comes back and calls his servants to account. Well done, good and faithful servant. Let's begin with the first first part of it. I want to invert to the first two of those words in that pronouncement. I want to look at done first, because that's important for us to understand. Done indicates action. It's something completed that made this pronouncement of well done possible. They did something. God expects us to do something with that which he has ble- with which he has blessed us. And he gives he blesses us with all kinds of blessings and he expects us to use them to his glory in a productive way to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, think about that. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. What are some of the blessings with which God has blessed you? Do you have good health? How are you using it to serve God? Do you have intellectual abilities? How are you using those to serve God and perhaps even teach his word to others? Has he blessed you with financial blessings? How are you using those to God's glory? You see, we could go on and on with specific blessings, but all of us would recognize God's blessed me with, with, with good blessings. How are you using them to serve your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? In James chapter 1 and verses 22 through 24, we read, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. God does not want us to just be believers in him and in Jesus. He wants us to believe to the point of living that Christian life faithfully. And that's not just saying, oh, yes, I have faith. No, faithfully is an active lifestyle of Christian dedication, obedience, commitment, service. He expects us to live that Christian life, not just to be hearers of the word, and we shake our heads, yes, oh, yeah, that's a good lesson there. That parable of the talents, yeah, oh, that's, boy, that's really profound. No, he wants us to put it into practice in our own personal lives, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Anybody can spout off platitudes. Anybody can say, oh, I love the Lord so much. And a whole lot of people talk like that. But their life says something else. In Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 21, Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. 
Now, these folks would say, well, we've done many good things in your name. Look, Lord, Lord, we've prophesied in your name. We've cast out demons in your name. We've done many wonders in your name. But they were not serving him according to the will of the Father. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, not everybody who claims to believe in Jesus, not everybody who calls themselves a Christian is going to be in heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, that's active obedience, dedication, service. Many are going to be surprised on that final day of judgment when the Lord comes again to call us servants to give account for how we have lived our lives before him in this world. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to be the active servants, the obedient, dedicated, serving Christians, followers of Jesus that you want us to be, to not just speak words, but to live actions. Help us, Father, to be people who do your will, and not just talk about it. Please be merciful with us and patient with us. Please, Father, we pray at this time, forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.